H.C. Wow, February season five. That's correct. Go. Hi, H.T. Wow fans. Welcome back. It's your best buds, Dave and Toby. We've been working hard to find brand new jams to bring to you on your favorite drunkest podcast for music and beer. High tea with old waiver. Um, we were late with the last episode. We're probably going to be late with this episode, but that's okay because these jams are so new. They're still going to be fresh by the time you hear it. And we can't wait for you to check out the stuff that we have uh, curated for you. Uh, also want to make sure that you tell a friend about this podcast. If you have other uh, friends who are into music that, uh, is an echo of the eighties or nineties stuff that, uh, resonates with waivers, young and old, please tell them that, uh, this podcast is not terrible and, uh, it might help you kill some time as you're walking the dog or doing some laundry or taking a really, uh, taxing bowel movement. Uh, we also want to let you know that, uh, you can become a patron if you really love us uh, support us with uh, as little as $5 a month to get the subscription only patron podcast, the after dark podcast, which is, uh, twice as many songs, eight songs. And, uh, we're more wasted cause we record it after dark after this podcast. And, uh, we also, um, tell lots of silly stories. There's <laughs> this last one was, uh, pretty hilarious. Um, I don't know if we can match that magic, but we're going to try. Um, and also, uh, there's stuff like merch on our website, go to oldwaver.com and check it all out. Um, and don't forget to support our sponsors. I'm about to tell you all about that once the, uh, actual pod starts. So I won't say it now. Uh, so you have to hear it twice. I, I'm just, I'm vamping because we have to do this little promo thing at the beginning. I think you're doing great. Toby makes me. And uh, I really don't know what to say because really I just say the same things over and over. Not even... And I feel like this is the worst first impression for people who are just now checking out the pod. Would that... you like me to just copy and paste every like a, a good one? <laughs> is so there, you don't have to. Is do there anymore? a good one? Well, I guess you do kind of, sort of mention what we do in the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know. <laughs> off my wife for Christmas gave me a book about podcast marketing. So I guess maybe I should read it and we should figure out what to do here. Golly, that sounds like the most boring book in history. I know. I, I read like two pages and uh, my eyes started bleeding and I fell asleep. I think we're fine. Everything, so everything yeah, is so fine. this is the dumb promo at the beginning that no one listens to. You should just go ahead and skip ahead Yeah, because the pod's about to start for real. Go. Pod. Uh, we went on the day before we were leaving, we went to this, uh, kind of beach club and, uh, had some Amstels and, uh, these Dutch meatballs called bitter balls. They, uh, it's like a meatball and gravy. So it's kind of like a wet meatball that's breaded and fried. Okay. And, um, balls. 
Toby Pipes on Twitter. Hi, Toby. Hello. And my name is Dave, also known as Old Waver at Old Waver on Twitter. One of my many nicknames, the one I prefer. The other ones are not so flattering. Uh, and um, I'm the Old Waver part of the equation. And uh, HTWOW is a song swap and a beer swap. We play songs for each other and we drink beer together and uh, we hope you enjoy the banter and uh, the exposure to music new and old that uh, is all kind of from the same branch of the family tree that being new wave post-punk alt-rock it's kind of our playground right Mm -hmm. you're doing a thing in the air like you're casting a spell Mm -hmm. like a uh a new wave spell. We've been uh, watching a lot of Harry Potter. Oh, really? On the uh, HBO Max, so maybe I'm channeling a little bit of my Hogwarts training. I know you've been watching the Gilded Age as well. Oh my God, that's so good. Is it really good? Yes, it's so good. I, I was never a huge uh, Downton Abbey fan. I was. I was. A big I mean, I, ju- I I don't. It's not that I don't like Downton Abbey. I just never dove in and 
made the full commitment, but uh, Gilded Age is a prequel. Oh, okay. It's in New York, right? Yeah, it's in yeah, New yeah. York. Because Downton Abbey is like the turn of the century where uh, failing English houses would go to America and try and marry wealthy American heiresses mm-hmm. so they could bring their money over to England and, and keep, keep keep their estates going and yeah, repair and the castles. castles. Yeah, you gotta... Castles, I'm finding out, are expensive. It takes a lot to maintain to a maintain. castle. Especially yeah. if you're gonna staff it. Gotta staff it. But, uh, yeah, it's a super good show. Okay. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, I was just interested. And uh, we kicked it off there with Don't Go by Yaz, Vince Clark, and Allison Moyer. Did you ever say Yazoo ever in your life? No, because Yazoo was just in Europe. It was always Yaz in the U.S. I thought I was uh, really cool when I was over in the U.K. and I found at a record store a copy of a Yaz record with the Yazoo name and I bought it for you. And then I realized that that's pretty common. I see. It, is that backwards? I thought it was Yaz there and it had to be Yazoo here. No, it was Yazoo there, but there was another Yazoo in the U.S., so they had to shorten it to Yaz. You know, it's all very complicated. <laughs> it is. But we're going to get to another band later that has a name thing, but we'll that gets confusing as well, but we'll get there. Yeah, we will. But that's a tie-in. I just did a tie-in and a tease at the same time. So Don't Go was one of the hot, hot jams from the debut album from Yaz or Yazoo, Mm -hmm. Upstairs at Eric's, which celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. That's amazing. If you can believe it. When's the last time you listened to that in headphones? Just now? It is. I mean, before that. Oh, gosh. It's been a while. It sounds amazing. Yeah. There's something... I think that that will be something with um, 80s synth music. It's such a clean signal into the... You know, when they recorded it, it's just always going to sound good. Like, so you was, know it, what was I mean? any of that through amps or was it all directly into the board? That I would think that that is all line in straight to the board. Hmm. Um, unless it's going through like an echo unit or something like that. But they probably always add that after. Right. You know what I mean? But that's why it always sounds so clean and pure. It does sound good. Amazing. For, for 40 years old, pretty and damn good. Drum machines, there's no, you don't have to worry about mics and stuff like that. It just sounds tight and good. Well, it is our HT Wow album of the month. I'm very That's great. And uh, if you don't know what that means, if this is your first time joining us, it means that you, as a listener of this podcast, have a chance to win a brand new 40th anniversary vinyl pressing of Yaz upstairs at Eric's. All you have to go, uh, all you have to do is go to our vinyl sponsor, positivespin.com, positive with a Z instead of an S. And uh, they have a little banner at the top says HTWOW album of the month. You click on that and you give them an email address and you have uh, pretty good odds. I don't know what the uh, current average of entries is, but uh, you'd be surprised. You have a better chance of winning that than uh, maybe anything. <laughs> I then don't know. Than the Texas Lotto? For sure, the Texas Lotto. You might have a better chance of winning upstairs at Eric's 
than you would uh, winning a quarter pounder in McDonald's Monopoly or a small fry. It's probably the same odds as winning a small fry in Monopoly. Do they still do that? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if they did. Did you ever watch the documentary about the people that scammed it? No. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it's um, uh, Netflix or Prime. But yeah, there was a whole thing, um, I guess, maybe in the early 90s when Monopoly was huge. And so people that were in the marketing company that was helping McDonald's put it on, they had access to all the winning tickets. Oh, not like the printer? No, no. But they, you know, they had, they printed the winning tickets in special batches because they were extremely rare and they would send them out to different locations randomly. The golden ticket. But, uh... What did you have to get? What what do you get if you win it? What's the big prize? I don't know, like a hundred grand or... Oh, okay. A million. That's... It's a million dollars. Yeah, or like a like a, a vacation home or an RV. They had all Jeez. kinds of stupid prizes. You did take a jump from a hundred grand to a million. Right? I don't know. I mean, there were different incarnations of the game, but the <laughs> the main thing is that the there there were people that had access to these winning uh, game pieces that would find friends and relatives and hook them up and say, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna give you." this winning game piece say you bought it at this mcdonald's and then give me a piece of the action after you claim your prize b and o railroad gno railroad b and o yeah. anyway it was a big deal do you remember what you had to get to or was it pretty random like you had to have baltic avenue or something yeah i don't know if the, i don't know if there was instant winners or yeah if you had to um like it was hard to get the three that you know, yeah, whatever park board, place. boardwalk and park place and whatever the other one, the ones right before go, Atlantic Avenue, the 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 prime real estate. Anyway, why are mm. we talking about this? I don't know. Let's play Monopoly later. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to uh, play some uh, ping pong later. We'll talk about that. We are. Um, but anyway, you have good odds. Is the point? You can. Uh, Give them an email address at positivespin.com, positive with a Z, and uh, try and win a copy of Yaz Upstairs at Eric's. Woo! Brand new sealed vinyl 40th anniversary copy. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want one. You have one, don't you? I a, think A vinyl copy of, of that record? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, no, I mean, it's an old one. I don't know what pressing or anything. I do, too. I, I think I have two of them. Because for a while there, you could just find them in a, at a random record store. Right. It's harder to find now. Um, but I think mine are kind of beat up. Like people, like they were from some old DJ one or something where they oh. kind of... They got some uh, scratches all the way across. <laughs> yeah, or just remnants of some, you know, whatever Coke they were doing off of the upstairs <laughs> in Eric's while they were mixing something or... It does have the the weird cover with the mannequins. Mm-hmm. That's on our playlist right here is the cover. See? Oh, I thought you said... I thought it was like Mannequin. No. You gotta play something from the theme of Mannequin. Have you ever seen the movie Mannequin? I have. That was one of my uh, first real dates and uh, when I was a freshman in high school. Really? Yeah. Or maybe eighth grade. I went to go see Mannequin with someone. Did you... Um, Put your arm around her. Oh yeah, 
did uh, you cup like side boob? No, I'm a gentleman, Dave. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Mm. So that's where we are on that. But um, I won't press further then. Mannequin, what was it? There was a really was that a uh, and we can build this thing together. Then was that a starship? Thing? Wasn't yeah, maybe. And wasn't that um, Kim Cattrall, the Sex and the City chick? Is it? I think so. And, and Matthew uh, Modine? No. No, it's the dude um, from uh, Pretty in Pink, or uh, is he, it wasn't him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, is it Danny Glover? Um, Eric Andre. Eric, Eric Stoltz? No, it's not. What's his name from, uh, you know, uh, the guy that's in Less Than Zero and everything. In the Brat Pack. Is it not Less Than Zero, Pretty in Pink, St. Elmo's Fire? Why can't I remember his name right now? I don't know. I'm going to have to tell you. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, that's him, right? Everyone's screaming at us. Andrew yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, my brain. It's not. Well, I, man, I didn't think you were going to bring up Mannequin today. Well, you caught me uh, off guard, but yeah, I knew the, it was him. The Yaz cover got us there. And uh, before we get to uh, the tunes today, and um, just to give you a, a little heads up, we're playing new stuff today, um, and we're very much on the same page. As a matter of fact, we had a common selection that that I uh, ended up winning the arm wrestling battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, teasing ahead next month, Big month in March, we are going to do a full career retrospective of Tears for Fears. Yes. Including the brand new record called The Tipping Point. Um, so, anyway, uh, new music coming down the pike in just a moment. Um, yeah, and uh, so the other part of the song swap and the beer swap is, of course, the beer. Um, and uh, our sponsor is Good Friend Package, although... I did not go to Good Friend Package today, um, partly because of Winter Storm Mach 2 in North Texas, but also because I had so much beer left over from Super Bowl, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about at the end of the pod. Man, by the time this comes out, people will be by their swimming pool probably and be like, Winter? Right. Winter? Super Bowl? When did you guys record this? Oh, God. Uh, so I, I had to... Uh, reconnoiter things in the beer fridge and I had to uh, figure out some stuff to bring and so one of the things that I brought a brewery that we have enjoyed before on the pod a couple of times uh, from Dallas Manhattan Project we like them we do like them we like their their minimalist uh, kind of art deco uh, creative on the cans nice cans <laughs> Although it is hard to read because it's really skinny silver type on a white can. But we are drinking Double Half-Life, which is a hazy IPA. Uh, I guess that means it's it's double hopped. Uh, and it's an 8 percenter. It how do you, really how do you feel is. about it? It tastes nice. Um, do they always, because it's the Manhattan Project, is it always a bomb? Yeah, because Manhattan Project was the... No, I know. for the atomic no bomb. i get that i just don't remember it being a bomb on the last one they have it on all of them uh i don't know if it's always a bomb but it's always something 
Because you know how they've done this. I was like, oh, Manhattan Project. I get it. Bomb, whatever. But it also sort of looks like a beehive. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, uh, they have one that's called Bikini Atoll, which is like where they did the nuclear testing or the atomic testing, the, the island that they would blow to, to hell. <laughs> and we need to party with up. these guys. I like, um, I like their theme. And then uh, there's also one that we've done on the pod that's uh, like plutonium something, mm. like the isotope that they would use to make the bombs, whatever. Well, I like their little grenade bomb thing on the top. Yeah, looks kind of like a pineapple. I don't know if that means that it's got some pineapple notes. It looks, I went I can't, pineapple. I, there's no way I could possibly read the copy on the back. So unless you have readers and want to read what's on the back, we can just skip that part. I don't need readers, Dave. Double Half-Life is the Goldilocks of IPAs. It's not too bitter, not too sweet, and not too dry. It's just right. See, there you go. As the name implies, it has all the same characteristics of Half-Life. Do you know what that means? Well, it's there's another beer in their catalog called Half Life. It's juicier, heavier, and a bit happier. Oh, <laughs> hoppier, <laughs> and and definitively higher on the ABV. Okay, so it's it's yeah, so it's eight percenter. Yeah, it'll get you. And so the, yes, the regular Half Life is probably like five percent. Okay, and you'll love the last line. Are you mm -hmm. ready? Yes. And yes, it's just as crushable. Oh yeah, and that's what we're doing. At we're the crushing end, they bruise. put it's just as crushable. And, the, and do you see this at the bottom? You can see that it has a bitterness scale. Oh wow! And we're we're halfway. We're and right in the middle, like they said, Goldilocks. Up at the top, they have pairs well with aged Gruyere cheese, uh, biscuits, and garlic. Now, do they mean biscuits like cookies, like an English biscuit, or do they mean... Probably more like buttermilk biscuit. Like a buttermilk biscuit. All right, either like way... Like Either way, um, mirrored print on white will sneak right up on you, but still, we got there. Have you noticed, by the way, speaking of biscuits... <laughs> what you got? That uh, they're consistently sold out at the grocery store. Biscuits? Yeah, biscuits, cinnamon rolls, crescent rolls. I have not noticed all the, that. All the uh, Pillsbury ready-to-bake stuff, it's all gone. Because of the coldness? Cause, no, because of like, supply chain um, just shortages. Oh. Can't get your biscuits. It wasn't just because everyone went out and bought their double Half-Life? <laughs> no. Okay, so there's a single Half-Life. Yes. Well, it's just Half-Life. It doesn't um, say single. At the well, it, it's all it's just, starting to make sense to me, and it's I hope like, it's uh, making sense to everyone else. It's like how World War One was just the Great War until World War Two, and then they started calling it World War One. Man, you are blowing my mind, Chief. Thank you. History. Um, but hey, uh, even though they didn't give us these beers, please go see our friends at Good Friend Package, one one five five PV Avenue in Far East Dallas, Casa Linda. They make breakfast there, they make lunch there, they have cultivar coffee, they have beers to go, and they're right across the street from uh, Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger House. So, And they're good people, that's why it's called Good Friend. Yeah. You feel warm when you go in there. They're our buds, so please support them. And they have glorious beards. 
All right, so let's get into the tunes. We have meandered long enough. <laughs> um, this is the band that we fought over. Uh, we did a, a Indian leg wrestling in the middle of your living room. Mm-hmm. And it was very erotic, but also uh, decidedly won by me because well, of my powerful quads. Well, the question is... Are we going with the song you said, or I have all three up here? So okay, so the band is called Sea Power. Um, they used to be called British Sea Power, and we'll talk more about that after we play the jam. But they are uh, from England, and this uh, album just came out. It's uh, entitled "Everything Was Forever," and uh, I think it maybe is their best complete album in their entire history how old are they uh let's see you don't need to look it up but i mean what do you you think i have it here so they formed in 2000 brothers right two brothers uh yeah there's two brothers um and then four other dudes in the band Mm -hmm. um and the first record, Decline of British Sea Power, came out in 2003. Okay, because they were called another British officers of something, right? Before they even changed it to British Sea Power. You don't have to look that up now. We'll get we'll get the name during the tune. But they had to change it to British Sea Power. Uh, well, I think, it, well, it says they were, um, British air power and then they switched it to British sea power. That's right. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't think they had to. I think that they just thought British sea power was better. Yeah. Which it kind of is. Yes. Um, and so this new record is, uh, their first, um, wait, how old are they? What did you say? What, what, when was that first one? 2003. Okay. To us, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it is. That's Man, that's a long time ago. This is their eighth full length. They also have a couple of soundtrack albums that they've done, but those don't count. They've as... been a band seven times as long as the Beatles. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not true. Probably like three times. So their eighth full length record, not counting soundtracks, which they've done a couple of. Um, and I have not really paid much attention to them since like 2013 have you ever seen them yeah well I was, that's what i was gonna say is when uh the first record came out 2003 decline of british sea power i saw them at south by where down in austin no i know but where at south by oh gosh i don't remember it wasn't like some cool venue or some church or something no i mean it was uh it was on sixth street it was you know this, I mean, this was 2003, so it was before uh, South by Southwest was insane. Okay, so they were like in a tent and... No, no, no. It was, an, it was a night show. It was a showcase, and it was at a bar on 6th Street, but I just don't remember the name okay. of it. Okay, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, so I, I go all the way back. I have followed their entire career except for the last 10 years. Um but uh, I was excited to hear that this new record was coming out because, like I said, they were one of my uh, pet bands that I liked and I felt like nobody else liked. But it uh, turns out that this new record is registering with people and they're enjoying it and they're getting a good amount of press um, due they, to the name change. 
Are they on some new label or anything, or are they just it doesn't? I, I mean, don't know. I can't remember what they were on before, but I feel uh, like I think they they're were. on Rough Trade. Oh, then that's great. So I don't know if they've been on Rough Trade for a while. I bet they but have. They, but they're on Rough Trade now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but we have three songs to pick from because we had we both picked one song in common. Then I had another favorite song that I was gonna play, and you had another song that you were thinking about playing. So. Uh, the song we had in common was called Transmitter, mm-hmm. track two on the record. Then the song that um, I decided that I wanted to play because my wife liked it better was Green Goddess. <laughs> off Mike Wife. Yeah, Off Mike Wife liked uh, Green Goddess, and Green Goddess is the one that's getting some airplay on the BBC right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was the one? Oh, Two Fingers was uh, the one that uh, you also we're considering and that was the first single off the record so now we have to decide which one we're going to play we Um, can always play another one on the after dark do you want me to play a little snippet of each that uh our readers don't have to hear right now why we uh, play them and then get a vibe for it and then we'll just pick the one we feel like that's it sure yeah whatever method you want to do okay let's, let's just get a little touch of each and then we'll uh it's a little taster so I think um, I think we table Green Goddess because I think it it it's pretty, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hit as hard. I think it's transmitter, right? Yeah, I mean that's the one that we both liked. So I think that we'll hit th- the middle. I think that means something. I mean, off white, off mic, <laughs> off mic wife is going to be mad at us. No, she doesn't care. She doesn't listen to the pod anymore. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, she listened to the After Dark, and she said that Off Mike Wife uh, has been killed off, <laughs> that she will not be appearing again. Oh, why? Because she was just like, God, Off Mike Wife is annoying. <laughs> She's but terrible. really funny, though. She's terrible. It was funny. Uh, yes, by the way, the After Dark is the drunken after party of this podcast. And if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search HDWOW or go to oldwaver.com and click mm. premium. But this one is a jam. Transmitter is a jam. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go with our, our gut because both Toby and I independently, without consulting one another, picked this song. And so I think that means that you need to hear it now. This is Transmitter. Off the brand new Sea Power record on HD Wow.
Okay, I'm guessing that goes into another song. That goes into Two Fingers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute there, Dave. <laughs> no. Don't get it twisted. Two Fingers is how you measure liquor. That's exactly right. Two Fingers of Bourbon. Two Fingers of Bourbon. Man, that's a good jam. It is a good jam. Got that Kraut Rock beat. He he does have a um, Ian McCullough thing going, doesn't he? Every yeah, now and then. he's he actually has dialed it in a little bit because he used to be breathier. Mm-hmm. So the the two brothers uh, are the two front men. So there's Jan and Hamilton, and they take turns singing songwriting. God, isn't that annoying when bands do that? I know. Why would you want to work with your brother? <laughs> and you both sing, yeah. and that's cool. Well, I guess you couldn't decide who's a singer. Yeah. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's not going to cause problems. <laughs> so I think Jan uh, sings most of the time. I don't, I don't, and they sound similar. I think that was Jan. I don't, I, I'm never actually sure which one is singing what. It um, doesn't matter. That sounds good. That was good. Yeah, and so um, they made uh, headlines in the UK leading up to the release of this record because, as I mentioned, they changed their name. They were British Sea Power, and then they changed their name to Just Sea Power. They dropped the British part. And so when they were young, they named themselves British Sea Power because it was kind of uh, ironic. It was a it was a callback to when Britain ruled the seas back in like the 1600s and 1500s when they had more ships than anyone else and they colonized the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're just this tiny, you know, smattering of islands that, uh, you know, is still a world power, but definitely doesn't wield the influence that it once did. They're doing fine. And so they decided before this record came out that they wanted to drop the British part, uh, mostly because of the whole Brexit thing and because there was such a surge of British nationalism that they didn't want to be confused with that movement. And they just thought it would be better to drop that part of their name. I did not put that together. Yeah, they, they released a whole statement. And it's if you want to look up their... Uh, Insta or um, their face space or whatever they I'm sure their statements are still up there or their website um, it sounds you know then political yeah I mean but they weren't trying to be overtly political um, and politics are similar but very different in the UK you know you can't it's not apples to apples looking at left and right in the United States and in the UK but there are similarities. And they just didn't want to uh, be confused with anything that would they be deemed as agree- nationalistic. Or that they didn't agree with. Yeah, because they're inclusive and they, they love everyone. And they, they don't want to close off to anyone. So anyways, uh, so they dropped the British part. And so now they're just sea power. And they also uh, kind of um, maybe took things a little bit more seriously. Because they always kind of had a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek. They would have, uh, you know, maybe a silly throwaway song here or there when they played live. Especially, I remember when I saw them at South by Southwest, they would decorate the the stage with shrubberies. Mm -hmm. And 
at the end of the show, like the last couple songs, they would have a dude come out in a bear costume. Okay. And dance. You know, they're just wacky. They Didn't were, they used to kind of wear like military? I think they wore like scouting uniforms. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's they, a form of military. Yeah. I mean, they, they just, they were wacky kids and uh, they were trying to balance uh, their more rock sensibilities with their sense of humor and their sense of irony. Right. It's fun to have fun until it's a beating. Right. And that everyone should live by that. And so when they went in to uh, do this record, they they were like, you know, this just one, they were kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. That they they didn't want to do the bits anymore. And also they kind of had a, a real um, kind of uh, soul searching conversation with themselves. Like how many how many bands that you think are great bands have a great sense of humor? Well, I mean, you can have a you can have a sense of humor for a very long time. Right, but I'm saying that, that they were like which which bands can you name that are consistently funny that use humor in their music that are also considered a great band? Yeah, no, I get it. They basically just got, like yeah, like got Frank older. Zappa, and that's like the end of the list. Yeah, and that's a beating. Um, but they weird, weird Al. They just got older, and that's all there is. Yeah, to they it. they just got older, and they they wanted to do something that was a little more earnest and a little bit more, you know, of their current sensibility, and that's what they did. And I think it's great. I think the whole thing is really good. Mm-hmm. Very good, Dave. Very mm-hmm. good. Nice pick on that band that I picked as well. But I picked it first because I saw How them you in know 2000. You it first? I, I saw them at two, in 2003 in Austin at South by Southwest at some stinky bar with 20 other people. So okay, okay. that's I why win. I let you have them. I and win. then I can go on to my next thing. Yeah. So now it's your turn. Okay. We switch off, and now Toby gets to let us into the mind of the foremost, the preeminent music detective on the internet. I'm going to add like a little horn sound right then. I'm going to go back a little further than you did because this that band's been a lo- around for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy's been around for even a little bit longer, Dave. But still new stuff. This is a new thing. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. And I was, I thought, I didn't think you were going to bring the sea power. I thought you were going to bring this. Which is the new Andy Bell, and not the singer of Erasure, Andy Bell. Yeah, that would have tied in with Yaz, but no. No, this is um, this is Ride, Andy Bell, and like you said before, what Glock? Yeah, he has um, he has kind of an electronic project named Glock. Do you like Glock? I don't know if I know. I Glock. haven't really listened to it. I mm. just kind of it didn't. It wasn't that long ago that the most recent one came out well i listened to a lot of the tunes from the new record and when i say a lot it's because man you should see the list i feel like this is when he sat down and they before they started a ride record this is what he would do before they recorded the record i think he's just on his own little thing here like he's he's just recording demos, but this is stuff that he's like I, I don't I don't 
think this is a ride thing. This is this is a me thing. Man, I think lockdown in in the UK was a little bit more intense. Yeah, I think it was. And so I think he just wrote a bunch of songs, and this is what came out. But um, it's good. I can't decide between two songs though. Now if and there was a lot that I couldn't decide from, but I, I narrowed it down to at least two. Now, if you don't know. Andy Bell from Ride, you might know another band that he's in. Yeah, pretty big band. Um, Oasis. Yeah, he became the bass player for Oasis, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was a guitar player in Ride and also in Hurricane Number no. 1. Mm-hmm. Really did uh, make me really look at the article I first saw that because I was just like what is the dude from Erasure doing and <laughs> that was just, it's it, just a weird collaboration I mean I get it I can't wait to hear what it sounds like but uh yeah when it's like oh it's the dude from right so it totally makes sense um and he looks cool and he's got the whole you know yeah and he's not one of your mates from when you were in school. He's a he's professional super talented. Musician. Yeah, he's a super talented guy. So he probably added a lot to the later Oasis stuff. But um, do you want to do the same thing that you hear a little bit of each of these and we pick sure, it? Sure, yeah, because I've not heard any of this. Okay, because it's pretty good. Okay, um, if you want to um, we'll, just we'll, give a little tasters. All right, we'll go now. Here's Here's tasting. Tasting has begun. This is, the whole thing is like a wine tasting day. Mm-hmm. We're just giving a little sip, and then we're figuring out which one we want to drink. Is that it? Um, I had like six more I could do, but I narrowed it down to those two so okay, we wouldn't have to listen to it. I guess Something Like Love was the single. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that you liked. That one was very moody and really good. No drums ever come in. Uh, so I was like, you know. Yeah. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I went for when it kind of, you know, these kind of kick off at some point. Hmm. I mean, I can go either way on that. That's what I couldn't. Should we do World of Echo? Let's just do that. Was that the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the one that grabbed me more. Okay. So we'll do World of Echo. We were going. We're choosing between it gets easier or World of Echo. We picked World of Echo. Tough decision, but. Like I said, the whole record's good. Like there, there's like 17 tracks on this record. Yeah, I'm telling you, it it or goes 18 on, 18 tracks. It goes on forever. It was Dude. hard to go through them all. Like, uh, and I was even jumping a little bit like that. And then when I found something, I was like, man, this is good. But there were like 10 of them I could have picked. He was productive in lockdown. Yeah, he had nothing to do except jam a lot. But anyway, this is World of Echo, and strangely, it starts off with. An echo, Dave. Hmm. Hmm. Just thought that'd be interesting for you for a little side note. It's a great note. Here we go.
meets stone roses yeah like meets the monkeys mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's something there though right his voice is still sounds really nice i mean he's got to be in his 50s right yeah 60 maybe i can't wait to listen to the whole thing I'll, i'm gonna listen to it on my drive back dude it is really good like we, we uh, are coming at you from uh the uh station studios yeah. in college station yeah no it's really good i think you're gonna like it and it's uh you know, most of the time when someone, some band puts out a 17-song thing or 18 songs, you're like, really, dude? You couldn't edit a little bit? But, um, man, I think he just had a lot he wanted to do. He's been playing with other people and had, you know, put out a record. He probably, I don't know who recorded or did it, but I'm guessing he did everything by himself. Probably. But, um, sounds great. Love it. Man, Lo- love the reverb, love the ride. We I'm are... glad he's back. That's kind of cool. 
we're crushing this so far. I know, we're doing this, great. This pod really is off to a wonderful start. All right, let's end it. <laughs> let's have more beers, though. Yeah, we're about to dive into beer, too, which is going to be very exciting for Toby. I know. Um, before we do, I was going to ask you, uh, do you like my, my new... Uh, Merch here. Yeah, I was gonna mention that I right when you walked in the door, but I knew you were gonna say something later. Um, what kit is that? I've never seen that one. Oh, that's, it's that's the just, Everton, you know, jumper. It's a, yeah, it's just, it's a quarter zip. It's a like a, a pregame warm up like trainer thing. Okay, and so but those colors are so un Everton. Yeah, well, it's like kind of an off white, and it's got the blue. It looks like Juventus in a weird way. Kind of, yeah. But um, I think they were having like a, a relegation sale. Everything on the, the team store was like 20, 20% off. <laughs> they're not going to get relegated. I know, I'm just kidding. Well, knock on wood, they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get relegated. Everything will be I, in I, the middle always. I trust in Super Frank. We're, yeah. only, we're only like three points clear at this point. But it's fine. Everything is going to be fine. Four points clear. I don't know. Anyways, they need to get a new sponsor. It's going to be Hummel forever, seriously. But still, that's a nice shirt. Well, I think uh, they are going to have uh, maybe a, a new kit provider, maybe a new uh, sponsor. Oh, if they are, then that's why they're doing. This yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're just clearing out the warehouse. So I just mm. bought a bunch of stuff. I bought a couple of throwback things and. Man, that's dope. Yeah, I noticed it right away. I was like, "This is new." I know. Yeah, I got I got to represent, even though they're terrible. It's okay. That's the beauty of soccer, is they're, that while they're while everything sucks, you just have to just roll with it. They really are the perfect team for me. They they are. I have a the, the 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 most beaten down, almost almost second tier, flirting with first tier occasionally, but not in a long time. Really, mm -hmm. kind of like uh, I mean, they haven't won as much as the Cowboys, but they kind of match my Cowboys fandom. They haven't won anything in twenty some years. Well, see, well, first thing is, you know, that's the first jersey I ever bought as an Everton one. Uh, was it because of your Soccer America subscription? <laughs> no. Well, no. I was in England, like as a, like a fifteen year old, and I just liked the way that they're. It was when they had the NEC. That's what I bought. I yeah. bought a nineteen eighty seven throwback kit. That's the year the that I got logo. with the super blue color. Yeah, like, that's so. I just love. I love the way it looked. Yeah. So I got it, and my friend. My English friend, Tony, when I came back with it, he was just like, Everton? Why did you pick an Everton jersey? And I was just like, I just liked it. I, I thought it looked cool. And he was just like, yeah, you're not going to like Everton. Don't worry about that. All right. So it is time for beer number two. And um, I was going to spring this on Toby because Toby always puts up with um, maybe not his favorite beer selections on this program it's okay you don't always you you don't get to pre-approve what i pick up from good friend or what i bring mm -mm. from my beer fridge i down this double half-life this thing is man that thing yeah, went down it's getting me lit yeah um but i decided to do you a favor because as i mentioned i was trying to uh clean house after Everybody, I had loaded up beer for the Super Bowl, and then everybody mm -hmm. brought beer, and then everybody drank wine. So, 
uh, I had tons of leftover beer. So our second beer is a beer that is very near and dear to both of us, but primarily to Toby. It is Amstel Light. I'm fake. Would you like me to hand you one? I'm tearing up as we're talking about it because there has to... Should I say the background of what happened here? Yes. Okay, so this is hold what... On, hold on. Okay. Ready? Go ahead. So this is what happened in Texas to me. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, oh, that's a HTWOW opener. What do you call these things? They call uh, them something. Uh, uh, church key. Church key, yeah. Um, so this is what happened to me. And I felt like for a while that with like Sanic shoes and just like anything that I really liked, people were taking things away from me because <laughs> they were just like the owner of whatever just decided, I don't want to make those shoes anymore. Or you can't find these anymore. But at least I always had my Amstel. And then one year, one dark, dark year, I guess, probably almost four or five years ago, um, Amstel decided to make a workout beer to compete with Michelob Ultra mm -hmm. called Am Amstel X Lite. Yes. The letter X and L-I-G-H-T or L-I-T-E? I, I think it was L-I-G-H-T. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, Super ugly. Terrible can. can, the skinny can like the Ultra cans. It tasted like watered down. I mean, think about it. This beer is not a heavy drinking beer. This is about as light as you can get. It's like a 3.8 or something. Is it? I can't read it. I'm almost positive it is. I mean, I've gone over this thing. 3.5? Is that 3.5? Where are you seeing it? Bottom right of the front label. Oh, the front. Yeah, it's a 3.5. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why... That's, I, that's a session beer. <laughs> that's why I used to love these is because I could drink, you know, like say a show day or some just day drinking day, you can have, what, 75 of these? 95? Yeah, it's just like water. Yeah, so why do you need to go lighter than this? I didn't under and I you know what I think they did? I think they even made the al alcohol content higher but made the carbs lower even though the carbs are super low. I don't, I just don't know what they did, but they only did it in 3 states, Massachusetts, Texas, and I think Arizona or New Mexico. Whichever one of those. But if you're going to blow it as a beer company, why would you pick Texas? Right. try something out so what has happened to me and what happened to everyone in texas they took the regular amstelite off of the shelves it completely absolutely flopped right no one bought the x light it. yeah no one bought it no one bought x light everyone it was in it was in market for maybe a year then it disappeared but then when it disappeared they didn't bring amstel light back they just uh, brought in like Heineken light. Yeah, and but well, the main reason is, and the only reason why I know is because I've asked the the uh, liquor beer guy at HEB, I guess just beer wine guy, um, and he said the reason why Amstel is not in the stores, and this is what the Amstel guy said too, uh, is because when they're making their orders, 
the people that are ordering the beer think that Amstel Light is Amstel X Light, and they know it doesn't sell, so they're not ordering it because they're not realize, realizing it was the Amstel Light from before. That now we can get in Dallas because we found the three stores they have. Yep. It, which should we say? No. If you if you go up and down Greenville Avenue, you can you'll find, find it. it. Um, so before like the Super Bowl party or we go to Craig's or anything like that, we're cleaning these places out of Amstel Light. And I'm just happy that it's even back. And it got back to Dallas barely at the start, uh, at maybe like October last year, November. Yeah, it's been less than a year. So it, we had a five year hiatus of no Amstel at all, unless you went to Louisiana. Mm hmm. But it was a, it was a staple. This back, is all we in, did back in our barfly days. I know. Look at that! Look at that beauty. I'm so excited about this. Did I ever tell you about my experience in uh, the Dutch Antilles? I think you mentioned it, but I can't remember. If you're a ticket P1, you might remember the not so famous rant story about the Dutch meatballs giving me. Food poisoning on my way back from Curacao. You and Mike Reiner both have a meatball story? Yes. <laughs> okay. What happened? What what went wrong? Uh, so I was in Curacao with uh, the ex before the ex. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were visiting a friend of hers. And uh, we went, on the day before we were leaving, we went to this uh, kind of beach club. And... Uh, had some Amstels and uh, these Dutch meatballs called bitter balls. They, uh, it's like a meatball and gravy, so it's kind of like a wet meatball that's breaded and fried. Okay. And um, balls. And because Curacao is part of the Dutch Antilles, it's Dutch territory. They had an Amstel brewery on the island, mm -hmm. down the Caribbean, and so. Um, you could get two beers at most places. You could get Amstel, look just like this, just without the light. Yeah, there was a. It was just. It Amstel. was just Amstel. I've had that in same Europe. same beer. Yeah, yeah. But they just take the light part off. The light part is for Americans. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then they had another version that was called Amstel Bright, that was that you would put like a lime in. It was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Corona. Exactly. Yes. It was more uh, kind of uh, Mexican-style beer, like a Dutch-slash-Mexican-style beer. That is, that is beer. tough to find. Yeah, Amstel Bright you can't find anywhere in the U.S., I don't think. But that was the main drink on the beach. So we were drinking Amstel Brights, having bitter balls. And then the next morning, we have to fly home. <laughs> and um, both my ex and I come down with horrific food poisoning from the aforementioned bitter balls bitter ball. coming out of both ends oh my god it hits us when we're at the airport so okay not on the plane yet not on the plane yet we're waiting for our plane and so we're in the the disgusting bathrooms at the curacao airport mm -hmm. then we finally get on the plane think we both end up having to bomb the plane lavatory as we're flying and 
were flying to Miami to then fly back to Dallas. However, uh, because of some scheduling problem, we have to stop off in Haiti to pick up some people that were stranded in Haiti. Mm. And so we're just dying, food poisoning, dehydrated. Your plane stopped off in Haiti to pick up some people that were stranded. Yes. And so we, we land in Haiti Slightly at, weird. as we're approaching uh, the landing strip in, in the Haitian airport. Uh-huh. You, know, you look out the window and you see all of the, uh, the buildings near the airport and just beautiful. Probably three quarters of them didn't have roofs. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. It just looks like a war zone. Haiti is just, uh, it's not doing well. And, um, and then we land and so a couple people get off and then we have to wait for the other people to get on and you can see we're, we're in the middle of the tarmac. There's no gate. So we're just in the middle of the tarmac and there is a, uh, cement barricade, chain link fence, barbed wire at the top. Why why are you on the tarmac? Dudes with AKs lined up and then tons of Haitian people against the fence just wanting to get out of Haiti just trying to beg borrow steal their way onto any flight to get out of Haiti Haiti was not part of your trip before this no this was a unscheduled stopover okay and so yeah so I had uh, I, I may have diarrhea in Haiti I'm not sure <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's my Amstel bitter balls story. Uh, man, that sucks. Why um did you look what were, were there like meerkat moments when the guy came over the thing and said, by the way, we're gonna stop off in Haiti yeah. to pick up some people that are stranded. Did you was this a private jet? No, this was uh this was like uh one of the American Eagle type okay. uh, commuter jets. Was anyone else around you alarmed by this? Yeah, everyone was. <laughs> everyone was like, are you fucking serious? Because <laughs> it really is wild. I mean, when you're making the approach in Haiti, you don't know if somebody's just going to haul off and fire a gun up at the plane like, fuck you. Oh my God. Dave. I hate that that happened. Yeah. Um, but but Curacao is beautiful. Dutch, but, An- Dutch Antilles fun. And uh, tourist tip: don't eat the bitter boughs. Don't eat the bitter boughs. Now we know. Now we know. Um. Okay. Now we finished talking about Bow. Amstel. Um. I have a very interesting and topical. Uh segue between my next jam and your last jam. Okay. So you just played the new Andy Bell of Ride, his mm. solo uh, album that just came out. Um, the album that I am going to play was uh, remixed and mastered by Mark Gardner of Ride. What are the chances of that? Did you just find that out by looking stuff up a second ago? No, I knew that. I knew it because I, I did my homework beforehand. I did not. So the next thing that I'm going to play is a band called Blushing. 
I need to give a special shout out to a band called uh, Reptalians. Okay. I'm going to play them on the After Dark because they were what I was going to play here. But then last night I ended up listening to this blushing record. Like if you like them, you like this kind of thing? No. No, no, no. Uh, the, just the blushing just came out. It came out last Friday from the, the, the time that we're recording this. And so I happened to listen to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Did Ride break up? No, they're still going strong. Oh, okay. They're just taking a hiatus. I was just wondering. So they're all just doing other stuff. Yeah, they're just doing other stuff. Like mixing uh, blushing. Yes. So um, blushing is another Austin success story. Can you believe it? Weird. Okay. So, okay. So, um, do you want the do you want the the thumbnail description of what's going on here before the jam? Are they related to anyone? Do we know them already? Were they in other bands? No, no. This is a brand new thing. It's a brand new thing. How old they be? Uh, I mean, they look like they're thirties. Like okay. they they've been around. They've been around. Okay, so here's the deal. Two dudes, uh, Jacob Soto and No Carmona, they grew up together in El Paso. <laughs> okay, I love it. They were best buds in El Paso. And then they moved to Austin in 2009. And then independently, they both meet hot chicks at a bar in Austin called Sidebar. Have you ever been to Sidebar? Golly, that sounds familiar. Where is that? I don't know. That sounds familiar though, doesn't it? So, uh, let's see. Um, God, I don't I don't know who's married to who, but uh, so Jacob, oh yeah. Okay, so Jacob uh, meets Michelle and No meets Christina and they both get married and they all become friends. Right, and so No and Jacob are already musicians. Jacob's a drummer. No is a guitar player. They've they knock around in Austin bands, whatever. And so Michelle, during COVID, uh, Michelle decides that she wants to learn guitar. Okay, and, and she starts. Uh, and she also um, uh, decides that she wants to start singing. Right, writing songs. So uh, she's laying down some tracks. And then her uh, best friend, Christina, who is a uh, classically trained singer, um, she's like, why don't you have a better voice than me? Why don't you sing these songs? And then Christina's like, well, uh, why don't I learn to play bass? And so they start messing around, the, the two wives writing songs together. Girl bass players are great. And then the husbands are like, hey, what are you girls working on? And they listen to this stuff and they're like, hey, we want in on this. And so they join the band. So it's chicken a dude, chicken a dude, husband and wife, husband and wife. It sounds it sound like you own a, like a weird, like greasy restaurant. <laughs> Ch and chicken a dude. Chicken a dude. I need a chicken a dude and a chicken a dude. Well, we talk about how many bands these days are chicken a dude. Chicken a dude. Yeah, but like now Beach it's House. two chicken yeah. a dude. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's square. Yeah. It's square area. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, they've ever had a, a, a swapping moment. 
I, I, I don't want no to speculate. I, I don't know if they have any kind of Fleetwood Mac vibes. I'm pretty going sure on. there was and that was not in the bio. It's not in the bio. So I bet everything's fine. I bet that they used to just sit around and have wine together and then eventually found out everyone's good at stuff and then started a band. I bet but, it was just as simple as that. Probably. Okay, so here are the the main points that you need to know before we listen to this song. Chicken a doo. Chicken a doo, chicken a dude. Uh so blushing, they are a shoegaze throwback. Okay, that seems to be the new thing. Yeah, so the the entire record is a mishmash of Ride, My Bloody Valentine, Lush, Chapter House, uh a, a little bit of the crunchy guitar of Catherine Wheel, uh, Slow Dive, all of it. And that's why they got the dude from Ride involved. Yeah, all of it thrown together and jumbled up. It's not necessarily the most original thing because it, it is a product of its influences. It very much is an echo of 90s shoegaze. Okay. Uh, but it's well done. They were friends with uh, Elliot Frazier of Ringo Death Star. Do you know them? I do not. Ringo Death Star is a established uh, shoegaze kind of noise pop band out of Austin. Mm-hmm. And so he produced and engineered the record. And then they got Mark Gardner of uh, Ride to remix and master it. And then they also got uh, Mickey Bereni of Lush to uh, contribute vocals to a song. Wow. How do they know all these people? Well, I think they just, uh, well, I, I think Ride, or, or sorry, Mark Gardner, they met after a show uh, in Austin and they were like, hey, do you mind listening to our stuff? Does Mark Gardner live in Austin? Though? No, I think he was in there. He was touring through oh, and okay. they saw him after a show. And then I think the, um, the Mickey Bereni part, who was the lead singer of Lush, mm-hmm. a lesser known but fantastic shoegaze band in the early 90s in the UK. Big hit. They had that one. That Sweetness was a, and Light. Yeah, it was a monster. Yeah, and um, Blushing has a song that sounds just almost just like Sweetness and Light that I might play on the After Dark. Um, but they reached out to her and uh, sent her a demo uh, you know, hit her. They slid into her DMs, and so she wrote some additional lyrics and uh, did a, a verse and some backing vocals on uh, a track on the record. So it has the the shoegaze pedigree, and uh, the whole thing. Like I said, it's not the most uh, groundbreaking, but it's really good. It's well done. Good. Uh, I'm very excited to present blushing not only to the HTWOW masses but to you Toby because I know that uh, you've played in your fair share of shoegaze bands you and I have uh, a, an equal affinity for shoegaze so I'm curious to see what you think about this one definitely gets uh, serious my bloody valentine vibes at the end this is a song called lost cat this is blushing from Austin on HTWOW
That's really shoegazy. <laughs> Told you. It's everything all in one. Man, I wonder what their... Um, like, were the... I would like to know if the girls were into that or if the dudes were into it. I don't know. Like, whoever had the... Or they all met each other because they were all into... Like maybe maybe the they were the guys met the girls because they were in they were already in bands like that. I guess maybe. Man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So this is their second full length. Um, their first on Canine Records. Where Canine from? Canine. It's a good question. Thank you. I asked the right questions because I'm a. Uh, Music detective. Mm-hmm. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. But the point is, is it's their uh, second full-length record, and um, it's good. I have not listened to anything other than this, so I don't know if they grew into this or if they shot out of the gate mashing up all of our shoegaze favorites at once just being hot yeah like when you say they're good look like what do you mean i didn't say they were good looking but they are good looking i thought you said they met two hot girls did i say that i think you might have i think i said they met their wives i don't know no i think you well judge judge for yourself here Hmm. There's, there's the band photo i mean the wives are definitely Better looking than the husbands. No offense, guys. No if offense. You ever hear That's this. always bad out of your league, gentlemen. I, I, I mean, I, I have, uh, I have basically gone two levels up. You, yeah, you are. Like I am a double A player, and I am married to a major leaguer. Yeah, somehow you got signed to the Chicago Cubs, and everyone <laughs> yeah, don't just deserve like, it. What's up? Yeah. So. Um, but here's the thing, because they're from Austin, and because they're they're new-ish, and um, because they are right up our alley, I think that we need to become friends with them. I think we should. I think I think that our other friends, Causeway, need to become friends with Blushing, and then I need. I, I think th- they should tour together. I think. Uh, Causeway and Blushing need to co-headline HT Wow Fest. Oh my whenever, God! Hey, do you know? Happens. Do you know what I saw today? What's that? Did you get a memories thing today? Oh, I didn't. Uh, maybe, but I didn't look at it. Do you get those? Yeah, on on the face space. Yes, that's mm-hmm. not Instagram. That's a face space yeah, thing. Yeah. Guess what I got? What was today? What was today? Four years ago, Dave. Mm-hmm. H.T. Wow had a live performance DJ set. Oh, that's right. In the fort. Four years ago today. I don't think that um, I don't think that place is still there. What was the name of that thing? It was um, Oh, it was the place uh, There's one in Deep Ellum. The place next to Dada. Yeah. Um, is that still there? Off the record. Yeah, yep. there was Off the Record Fort Worth that we DJed at. Yep, I got a thing of here's your memories, and it's Todd on his DJ set. Speaking of the fort, I'm guessing they didn't last that long because when the DJ shows up to do their set, none of their gear works. 
Right. When you show up, you have to provide your own needles. <laughs> and anything to make any of the uh-huh. stuff work. Yeah. But um, Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know how this works. Not saying anything. But let's get better, people. <laughs> yeah. Let's get better. Uh, and if you uh, are the owner of an establishment in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, College Station, Bryan area, and you would like H2Wow to uh, crush a DJ set, h2wowpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the fort, we will hit a space bar and walk right <laughs> off. And drink Amstel's on the back porch. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of the fort, Blushing will be appearing at Maine at Southside. <gasps> we just played there. On April 18th. It's a Monday, so it's going to be tough. But Blushing will be playing um, live and in person in Fort Worth on April 18th. I might, I might try and make that. I might try and make that. I, 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 I might like be real coy and be like... Hey, um, you remember that podcast that, um, no, you probably don't. I don't never mind. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. They're uh, not going to be friends with us because you just told them that their husbands are not good looking. No, I said that the wives are better looking than the husbands, which is the way it should be. They kind of have like a Chip and Jojo thing going on. Right, exactly. Like the girls are have that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got the long, dark hair. Mm-hmm. They look somewhat exotic. And the dudes look like they Is can... exotic racist? <laughs> no. Can you, I don't if know. If you say a girl looks exotic, does that get you canceled? Either way, everything we're saying means they're not going to be friends with it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so fine. We totally, it's fine. We totally screwed that up. Yeah. But anyway, please... Your next record should be called Shiplap. <laughs> please check out Blushing, and uh, we'll play another jam on the After Dark. All right, your turn. All right, I get to play a song now, or do you have another story? No, no. It's time... Uh, for your final jam, and then we'll, we'll talk a little uh, Super Bowl cleanup after your jam, because we we've discovered that it's best if we save our drunken stories for the very end. That way, only the people that really care about it have to listen to it. Yeah, and they can roll after whatever this. All right. Well, here's the deal. This is another you pick it, but we don't have to play any of it. So I'm going to keep all this in there. Okay. We're just going to discuss it because one or the other we're going to play in the after dark. Are we choosing between two artists or two songs? Two artists. Okay. So that's what I mean. You're not really... It doesn't matter what you think of the tune. So there's a new Fontaine's? Yeah, we've... we've. Uh, I know we played them on the after dark because they, they're one of Kevin's bands. Oh, that's what he likes. He and likes then, the Fontaine's DC. And I think we played a song off the last record when mm-hmm. the last record came out. And they have a new record that's coming out in a month or two. Well, it's on Spotify. Yeah, they've released a couple singles. But the full record's not out yet. Okay. Well, there's a song called... Uh, well, there's one that they're pushing. But this is a song called I Love You that I liked better. Okay. However, five minutes long. Yes. And then we, what is our other option? <laughs> Here's the other option. It's a, and they're, they're hot right now, Dave. And it's a band called Warm Doucher. Our Warm, Warm Doucher. Would you like me to spell it? Yes, please. I'm very confused. W-A-R-M-D-U-S-H-E-R. 
And it's a song called Fatso. That sounds more of an after dark thing to me. I don't know. You sure we don't need a teaser of it? I'm just saying if you want to pep it up, we should play Fatso. If you want it to stick with sort of the theme we're kicking on right now, we play the uh, Fontaine's DC. Fontanelles. Fontaine's. <laughs> font. Uh, uh, well, we, uh, we can maybe. Uh, let me see when that comes out. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Would you like me to play a little snippet of each so no, you can pick? I, I don't know. Hold on. Just hold on. So the the new Fontaine's DC comes out uh, April twenty second. The whole thing. So we can uh, we can save that. All right, let's save it. We're gonna do fat. So let's go. I'm more excited about that. The uh, the Fontaine's thing is very good though. Yes, I, I I'm a fan of theirs. They're uh, they're Irish, right? We're Scottish. Are they Irish? Scottish? Doesn't I, matter. We'll I talk did, about it then. I did zero research and sort of don't care. Yeah, but they've got they've definitely got a, a vibe. They, but they are cool as hell. But I think you do need to know this other band. Okay, r spell it again for me. <laughs> Warm Doucher? Yes. Warm Doucher. I'm just making up ways to say it. But Warm mm -hmm. and then D-U-S-H... No, S-C-H-E-R. How would you say that? D-U-S-C-H-E-R. Yes. <laughs> That's warm doucher. Like they're they're talking about Summer's Eve. I don't think so, because that's not how you spell it. I know, but it it they it they're phonetically spelling it. <laughs> well, I have another one for the after dark that's another one like this, but they don't spell it. It's a girl band, but they spell their name in a way that you probably wouldn't think, but the way you pronounce it, it's very shocking. But that's for later. That's called a tease, Dave. I mean, I'm I'm not uh, a female, so I don't have firsthand knowledge. But I would imagine that you don't want to be a cold doucher. No, you want to be a warm one. Yeah, you want a warm doucher. Mm -hmm. Just for uh, see, aren't, for aren't comfort you, purposes. Aren't you already happy that we picked this one? Yes, okay. and the song is called Fatso. Yes, it is called Fatso. <laughs> So would you like to hear it? I'm intrigued. I have no idea what to expect. No idea where they're coming from. I think it's going to be perfect to pick pick the episode up here at the end. Before, All right. Before your last... Let's finish strong. Let's finish strong. With warm doucher. Warm doucher. Fat so. And hands come marching It's time to roll up both your sleeves No time for pudding Don't pay the bill, man Just tip her twice before you Heads, drive the big machines 
I'll take the flavor one night stands to sweeten my dreams Two week vacations, no place to go The sun is on my back so fuck them all, let's go Stupid texting out of control. Fatso's got Viagra and Peruvian gold. No time to waste, eight hours to go until I'm at my desk. So let the good times roll. just got a little stanky in here (laughs) just kind of the opposite of what you think after a refreshing warm doucher man it's good i love it if you're not digging it right away i mean funk is not my go-to genre so what do you feel about that i mean it, it was interesting and it was groovy and it was totally not what i expected don't you want to see that, though? Supposedly the live show is intense. I can imagine. <laughs> That's wild. Where's he from? Do you know anything? I know nothing. Should I start doing more work on this? Like figuring stuff out? <laughs> I mean, as a music detective... You Look, do, you, do just, you do kind of check out early. I'm not a uh, I'm not a people detective, Dave. I just find the music. You, they're from London. They're on Bella Union. Yeah, perfect. And, and it's all one word. Yeah, warm doucher. Warm doucher. Aren't you glad? Of course, they're on Bella Union because they're dope. So they 
they formed on New Year's Eve in 2014 as an impromptu house band at a party. <laughs> And then they're like, this is kind of fun. So one dude was like, I guess I'm the singer. Let's go. They they are known as the sleaziest, most debauched, and downright addictive experience in the London underground. It's awesome. I'm okay. telling you, the second time you listen to that, you're going to be into it. Just give it one more chance later. Okay. It's really good. Everyone welcome to Warm Douching. You can thank me for it later. Okay, so... Um, we're not entirely off base in examining the name. Uh, is it Warm Dusha? Uh, well, I don't know the pronunciation, but it the the name Warm Doucher or Warm Doucher, all one word, it's a German word. And it means warm showerer. See? Someone who showers with warm water. And it uh, refers to, in kind of slang terms, refers to someone perceived to be a little too soft and not hard enough for life in general. Kind of a wimp or a pansy. Mm-hmm. So you would say, uh, you're a warm doucher, mate. Like, you can't handle a cold shower. You gotta have just the right temperature for your gentle little skin well I like a warm shower I know I do too so I don't care you can call me that all you want well maybe uh, warm water is harder to come by in Germany and England it's not there's warm water everywhere oh. I don't know well holy crap That's it, this is like a whole other I, I mean I was excited to dive into the Andy Bell record, mm -hmm. which I didn't know existed. And now there's a whole band that I didn't know existed. There's a whole London underground thing that you're about to get into. Uh-huh. Maybe we can uh, throw on the latest, <laughs> the latest record. I, I, so this is, what album is this from? This is just a single. Is it new-ish? It is new. Like 2022 new? Uh, yeah, 2022. Wow. Look at how on top of things we are. Dude, I'm telling you, I know what's going on in the London Underground. Well, we, uh, we just generally know what's going on in music that people need to care about. Look at their look at the symbol for this for the single. It's, it's it looks it's, like Van Halen. Yeah, it's like Van Halen, but it's just a WD. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm telling right, you. I'm into it. I'm into it. Just get into it. Love it. Um anyway, people love them. They love the live show. Like look at that picture. It's great. Do you <laughs> want, do you want do you want to know their stage names? <laughs> yeah, of course. Because, uh, you know, they're all normal dudes that, I guess, have played in other bands in London. Um, but uh, they all have stage names. So uh, the stage names for uh, Warm Doucher members include Clams Baker Jr., <laughs> Lightning Jack Everett, uh, Quicksand... Mr. Saltfingers Lovecraft and the Witherer, aka, AKA Little Whiskers. 
Okay. Okay, yeah. I want to know who the dude in the kimono is. <laughs> this guy who's smiling. <laughs> he looks like the Brian Eno of the group. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. I that did. Is I did wild. that for you. That I, is wild I did and crazy. That for you. Thank you. Because I thought you needed to have a little lavate. We need to uh, turn up the funk and play a little ping pong on your new table out there. I know, man. What do you think about that? That is. Uh, I mean, I don't. I haven't priced ping pong tables. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about ping pong table brands, but that is a solid. Solid piece of furniture out there. I told that you, you that that was an impulse purchase, right? It's uh, yeah, because you and Pace were playing ping pong on uh, just a dining room table. With yeah, we a, had like one a Nerf of, net or something. Yeah, we had one of those you can pull from one side to the other and clip it. And she was getting pretty good at it. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, and that's why she's good at this is because when you play on a really tiny table for a while, <laughs> guess what it's like when you get the big one. So much more room She's to land just your like, shot. I can't miss. Like, <laughs> you can go anywhere you want. So, um, right before Christmas, I pull up to Academy. I think I was getting something for my dad or something. I don't know what I was doing. Um, and I see someone loading a ping pong table into the back of their little SUV or whatever. And I was like, well, let me just go in and get what I'm getting. And, but I'm going to just swing by the ping pong tables. Right. Just to just see. Check it out. Because I, I have no idea either. Yeah. This could be. When was the last time $100 you priced $100 or $1,000? I have no idea what a ping pong table cost. And so I cruise over. And of course, it's in where like you get basketball goals and stuff. Uh huh. The heavy equipment. Yeah. And I walk over there and there's one left on the ground. In the box, right? Mm -hmm. And I look over. Dude, they're like only $250, $300. That big old thing. I right. Think. Like, I thought they'd be way more than that. And so I walk, I find somebody and I go, hey, uh, how do I get this? Because I obviously can't, like, bring it up there. And he just goes, oh, bro. You know, long haired dude. <laughs> Looks like he's in the band I just played. He's like, just take a picture of that thing right there with your phone, like the Lacoste. Uh -huh. And he goes, and man, we'll have it out of your car. We'll bring it up there. And I was like, really? So if I'm going to get this, you, you'll just take it out there? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, and that costs like $250. He was like, yep, this is the last one. And I went, load it up, chief. And so I got a ping pong table, set it up christmas night because santa brought it oh with all intentions of this was eventually going to be in the garage next to the the sauna next to the sauna and um it hasn't left the living room because we just play it all the time like what am i doing having dinner parties i don't care if there's a ping pong table right. in there who cares that's awesome I can't wait to play. I know we're gonna I have play. I haven't played in years, dude. You'll it'll be instant. You'll pick it up right away, and no one's good. I mean, I know some people are awesome at it, but uh, before we go, anything uh, that we need to talk about from Super Bowl? Man, Super Bowl was fun. 
Marge was, uh, I mean, full on knitting during. Yeah. So uh, schedule wise, I ended up having my daughter on Super Bowl weekend. And so thought, well, why not invite grandma to hang out <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday as well? Because uh, she had hung out uh, Chili Bell, right? Or sometime she had she had hung out with friends. It wasn't Chili Bell. It was another time. It was another cowboy game. Watching I wasn't in the there fall. because it's the time that she kept calling Dale Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. She thought Dale was Bill. Um, but she, so she had been around. I mean, she's met the friends at the wedding and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But she had never been to one of my football parties, and so we uh, had her in the fall to a party. And so I thought, well. Maybe she would want to come hang out Super Bowl weekend, and uh, it, with mixed results. No, she, she chilled out. Well, she was she was chill. She was having some of her Moscato. She was knitting. She was knitting. Yeah, she had she had some, some uh, she had some uh, fun conversations with some people, but then she had some awkward conversations with other people. So it was it was a mixed bag. I talked to her for a while at the end. Uh, she did not look up once during the halftime show. Yeah, she she hardly watched the game. She did not. We during the halftime, I turned up the volume, so mm. it was loud. She probably just turned off her hearing aids. I kept looking over there at her just to get any reaction. Nothing. Nothing. She was just doing whatever she was doing. I think she was even on her phone. Like she just didn't really. She had no reaction to the halftime, not good or bad. Right. She just did not care at all. I know everybody is. Talk the halftime to death, but just quickly, where does it rank for you all time? I think it was fun. I think that they could have taken about three of the people out. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they needed Kendrick Lamar for the kids, but he was a weak link, and you didn't you didn't really need 50 Cent either. The thing with the 50 Cent thing was, the song is a... Man, that was a hit. That was a big, yeah. giant hit. They didn't have it sounding right. Mm -mm. And he didn't look right when he came out of the rafter or whatever he yeah. was doing. And well, I know I he's... It, it, it was a reprise of the video. Like he's, In the video, he's hanging upside down doing crunches. Yeah, but he's not. He wasn't doing do crunches. <laughs> he wasn't doing crunches on Super Bowl Sunday. No, and he just needed to have a more grown-up outfit. Like, just his... Like, the rest of everyone else just really kind of had their thing yeah and everybody else's uh, scene was more comfortable more chill yeah and his was like hoochie mamas in a club yeah it but, just didn't but, fit with and everything also else very boxed in he looked yeah. like he had no room yeah um so they just didn't handle his well but the song is good like you know people love that jam yeah i thought it was uh, fun i didn't really uh, yeah that didn't bother me at all i thought the I just didn't like the Mary J. Blige part. Really? I was just like... Did you see the thing I tweeted? The, the, uh, so I didn't so much like the, the Mary J. Blige part where she was uh, with Snoop and Dre, the three of them. But when she did her solo part, where it was just her. Did you see the thing I tweeted that, that uh, Dre sampled... Uh, the Tears for Fears, the Tears for Fears yeah, yeah, song, yeah. No, Head I Over Heels. Yeah, I like that bit. The ding, 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 ding. Like, that's cool. Uh, I just, you know what? Maybe I just don't know the song. Oh, I, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a ignoramus when it comes to Mary J. Blige's catalog. The only other uh, real breaking news from our Super Bowl party was we did Squares. 
and we did two dollars a square because we wanted to jack up the the, <laughs> the uh, prize money. And lo and behold, our friend Craig wins the second quarter, wins the third quarter. Then it's coming down to the end of the fourth quarter, and the uh, Rams are going down to take the lead. They take the lead, then the Bengals have a chance to answer. They could tie it and send it to overtime. They could score a touchdown and win it in regulation. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking at the squares board, and every possible final score combination is a Craig square. Yeah, Craig was going to win no he, matter what. He had it cornered no matter what the outcome was. Mm -hmm. So he won th three of the four quarters. Mm -hmm. and walked away with a huge stack of cash and everyone hated him even more than they did before the game started. I've made him pay for brunch the next day. I actually have, because there were a lot of people who didn't bring cash and had to uh, Venmo me because mm -hmm. I was the bank. And so I ran out of cash to uh, pay him out at the end of the night. And so I owe him 80 bucks. I've got it in my pocket right now. I got, because he was watching our cats, we went out of town. And I was gonna leave him the cash, mm -mm. and I forgot. So well, that's weird because he owes me eighty dollars. So you can just give, just that give it to me. you. Just and then it's a wash, and then we're all good. I'll confirm with him. Make sure that's correct. Yeah, you don't. I'll tell him. I'll tell him that you're good. But yeah, he owes me. It's funny. He owes me eighty-two, but I'll just let that go, and then keep it as eighty. You know what we should do now? What's that? We should spin our positivespin.com HTWOW record of the month and get out of here. Man, what a good Play record. Play some ping pong. Of, what a good record of the month. I yes, mean, upstairs. They've all been good, but golly. How much did you... I mean, I ruined this record as a kid. I mean, all of it. Uh-huh. I mean, Situation. We could have played Situation, but we played Don't Go. Mm-hmm. Because don't don't go is uh, maybe a little more jaunty, and it kicks off a lot quicker. Uh, situation. Yeah, you have to get into it. Huh? Remember listen, this jam? Listen to that. Hey, don't forget to uh, go to positivespin.com and register to win a copy of this. And get some other records. Yeah, sure. Buy some other stuff. Support our sponsor because they support us. And uh, become a patron. We're going to play more uh, stuff from bands we played on this pod. Plus, uh, I'm sure, some surprises. It's a patron-only podcast that costs as little as $5 a month. So go to oldwaver.com, click on premium, or go to patreon.com and an old labor or HTML, whatever, you'll find it. All the cool kids It's been fun, bro. It has been fun. I'm kind of lit, but not as lit as I'd like to be because these 3.5 amps don't turn it up. Don't you know? We've talked about Vince Clark's magic touch before. Dude, I mean, mode, there's yes, not too many people erasure. that can have that many bands, and they're they're just all successful. Yeah. I mean, damn. And he's
he does everything. And he does everything. Yeah. That's no, why when you're like, why would you leave depression mode? And you're like, because I'm amazing. I can, I can do this anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. I just started. You guys have this. I'm gonna go do this. Martin Gore's fine. Uh, I'm gonna. He already has the pistol, so I'll just. I wonder what the story was with that. Like who taught who there? Who brought the uh, first synthesizer to practice? Like who's the synth genius there? I think it was Vince. I think it's Vince. I think yeah. you're right. It is weird how Alex Moyer and Andy Bell sound almost identical. <laughs> Except she sounds more like a man. <laughs> yeah, she's more butch than Andy Bell. The other Andy Bell. Thank you for listening to episode 55 of HTWOW, the February 2022 episode. We will be back in March with a very special Tears for Fears episode. Please mark your calendars, make a mental note, and be back with us. And tell a friend.